Today on Talkin' Hockey, it's a special pre-Christmas episode. Randy, why don't you roll the tape? Ah, Tommy, but first, let's crack these cold ones. All right. Here's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux! there hockey fans how you doing today merry christmas happy holidays happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa um any other holidays uh seasonal holidays i'm that aren't coming to mind i wish you the best so uh this is talking hockey the hockey talking show uh episode sorry season two episode 11 gonna be a bit of a brief episode this week um due to you know life reasons and everything tis the holiday season people are busy but we got our uh we got our local craft beers cracked as you heard off the top there it's kilter paradise oat cream ipa before we get into that though i forgot to introduce myself i'm co-host tom and i've got with me as always uh co-host randy how you doing today buddy doing great you know we just couldn't get out of the intro without cracking these beers (laughs) we just had to go for it pretty excited it's a new one uh very recently released uh so kilter is the brewery and uh paradise oat cream ipa clocking in at 7.2 percent glad i took the bus today perfect way to start the holidays yeah with 7.2 reasons to (laughs) have a good christmas yeah I, I would like to pour this into a glass to see its color just because like what is oat cream? But uh, here in the underground bunker where we record, well, glasses are not a luxury that we could have afforded in case the apoc- uh, apocalypse comes along. There is a glass down here, but it's one of those Jets Budweiser mm. light up ones. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know what was like the last thing that was in it. It could have been... A rodent. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> down here in the down here yeah, in the bunker. Yeah. Um well, uh, just in case the apocalypse comes along, we'll uh we'll just hold off for an hour on that. Anyway, so let's uh we're we we've got we're sipping on these and, and first account, delicious. Like it's very citrusy kind of IPA. It's got those galaxy hops, which uh I've learned in our course of doing this show is a hop that I like. Yes, me too. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's the type of hop that helps provide that kind of citrusy or fruit flavor yeah. to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, a lot going on, but look, you don't listen to this podcast to learn about beer. You just learn about that, that different we, beers. And that we drink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh of course, talking hockey, the hockey talking show. We're all about talking hockey, so let's kick right into that. We're um, we're on umfm.com, by the way, Apple Podcasts. But I mean, that's how you are hearing us, so you know that. So let's just uh, 
we we were thinking what uh what does San, what are the, what is Paul Maurice or Kevin Shoveldayoff or just any general men, member of the Winnipeg Jets what are they asking Santa for this year for Christmas Randy um I think we kind of have a, a five point list we'll go through here and just sort of see uh, what the Christmas wishes. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this this morning I had to go downtown to go uh, pick up some pants some... at the bay. No, I did go to the Bay State Hotel though, <laughs> uh, but I went to the Jets box office because I had some Jets stuff to pick up, for, yeah. like Jet from Jets rewards and stuff. Okay, cool. And funny enough, I was walking down that brand new corridor. Like they redid that kind yeah. of one hallway down yeah. to the front. Yeah. And I found this crumpled up piece of paper and it ended, it was actually the Jets letter to Santa. <laughs> so that's where I got the idea from that. Yeah. Uh, we, we can basically spill the beans here nice. and, okay. and let everyone know what's on the Jets Christmas list. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure I drop it in the mail after our right. episode well, just to make sure that they do get their, their, you know, their, the presents and, or the we, gifts they requested. Yeah. We want to make sure Santa gets the letter for it, sure. In the meantime, we can leak it to all the fans all here right. of talking hockey. Yeah. Dear Santa Claus, North Pole, postal code H O H O H O. H O, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, I'll throw that in the mail. Yeah. Uh, we'll make sure that, that the big guy in red gets it. Cool. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it looks like it was actually, um, I, I think maybe they would have had like a team outing and they wrote it all together. Right. Yeah. It, kind of like a brainstorm session yeah. or whatever. Everyone signed the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's basically all these things that they requested is basically to help to help the team here in the second half. Yeah, so the number one uh, gift they're wishing for is, uh, I see here, it's Connor Hellebuck's continued excellence. Is that, am I correct? That's in, correct, uh, yeah. yeah. It looked like Blake Wheeler wrote that one out. And yeah. he was like, dear Santa, Blakey here. <laughs> 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 I'm a big boy. <laughs> and he's like, I want Bucky to have a solid second half, just like the first Becky for Vesna. Hashtag Becky, Bucky for Vesna. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Blake. Uh, Written in crayon. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, that's for sure a great wish, Blake. And I'd have to agree fully because. To this point, I think it's unanimous that uh, Hellebuck has been the team MVP for the Winnipeg Jets so far. And and he's definitely, you're starting to see some of these articles, year-end articles or whatever coming out on the sports uh, websites. And they're talking about him as a front runner for the Vesna conversation right now. So I, uh, his numbers, well, let me I, just see I if think, I can pull them up here. But yeah, he's Off the he's top of got, my head, I think he's tied for first with shutouts and i think he's either first or second with wins yeah well so he's got 30 games played 28 which of which are starts 17 uh wins he's got uh three shutouts 244 goals against and a 926 save percentage those are huge numbers big numbers yeah yeah. and one of those appearances remember was when laurent brossois had to uh (laughs) have an emergency uh I think it was a, a goalie pad, but uh, but the, also the game or cramps or whatever yeah. it was. Well, yeah, Bucky got the win there, and then there was the one game where Brassois had to leave because of his pad. Right, and so there's some funny business maybe with those stats, but yeah. they are what they are, and uh, they're not too bad. Uh, so 
definitely like that 926 save percent and then 244 goals against you gotta like those numbers and you know the team uh in general at this moment has the ninth best ninth fewest goals against in the league so that's promising too i think uh 100 and no what are they at uh I don't know. I lost that page, but anyway, I know I know that they are ninth uh, over, like ninth best in goals against, and no doubt Connor Hellebuck playing a big Huge part of part. that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah so, that's a that's uh, a great first wish for sure. Uh, Blakey will make sure that Santa gets your uh, <laughs> wish. Uh, so the second the second uh, thing here on the Jets list, it's actually uh, written from Little Nicky. Oh. And and he's like, I want my my friends to score just as many goals as me. So I guess that's in reference to he really wants secondary scoring yeah. to come up here for the Winnipeg well, Jets. Isn't that a nice and selfless wish know, for, like, from little Nicky Ehlers? He just wants his buddies to score. Yeah. He's like, I want my friends to score more Nicolage, goals. Nicolaj, as it were. Uh, the Danish uh, dasher. <laughs> um so yeah, I guess you know if you think about guys like Roslovic who's playing on his line now. Yeah. Uh maybe Adam Lowry will start uh burying a few. Yeah, I mean he's so right currently Roslovic got uh seven on the season and uh ahead of him, so there's one, two, three, four, five Jets who have ten or more goals, that being Blake Wheeler with an even ten, Patrick Line with thirteen, Connor fourteen. Nikki Ehlers has 15 and Shifley's got 17 leading the way. But yeah, there's a handful of guys below that mark. I think starting with Jack Roslovic, um, who's got seven. Perot, currently out injured, has six. At a, uh, Andrew Kopp, currently injured, has five. And then Lowry with four. And, you know, down the list you go. So secondary scoring is going to be uh, very key for this team. And, you know, they, they're kind of smitten by the injury bug a little bit, but, um, or bitten, I should say. I guess you could but, also potentially add Mason Appleton to that list, yeah, even though he hasn't played that much. Exactly. But, but he's, he's a got guy, the skill to, you know, maybe chip in on the third or fourth. Definitely. Line. Guy um, who should, who should bury a few. So you need that secondary scoring. And, and, and actually, Logan Shaw has just scored like two goals in now. the last yeah. week or so. Heating yeah. up. Yeah. Get, yeah. get warm here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that'd be cool to see that keep going. And and uh, wherever they can get goals is good. And you want your big guns to score like your your little Nicky and your Shifleys and, and Wheelers and Lionays. But definitely getting them from the 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 guys, you know, well, I mean, Roslovic is playing on the second line, so it would be nice to see him pot a few more, basically. Well, and if you think back to like uh, earlier in season two of Talking Hockey, where we had the discussion about whether or not Wheeler and, and Chifley should be split up. Yeah. And if you look at how things have kind of turned out now, it's kind of like they spread out the skill over over both lines, and it just seems to be like obviously the Shifley line and Connor line is doing yeah. doing quite well. And if Nick, yeah. Nick Ehlers is scoring more than he usually does... Blake Wheeler, it seems to be heating up here oh, lately, yeah, and after just uh, set, setting the uh, franchise record for yeah. most points, move uh, over Ilya, and uh, you know Ilya Kovalchuk. I mean, so here's the thing that's kind of weird. I'll just go off on a quick little side tangent, but like as far as franchise records go and stuff, um, because Jets 2.0 is derived from the Atlanta Thrashers, so like Slava Kozlov and 
and uh, Ilya Kovalchuk are kind of right up there in franchise all-time leaders. But like as Jets fans, I don't think that we associate those two guys with the Jets at all, you know? Yeah. We kind of think of it in terms of Jets 1.0 and Jets 2.0. So I think we could just say like, Jets 2.0 franchise, uh, like leading, Leaders, whatever, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe Chevy brings brings in uh, Ilya Kovalchuk yeah, here he and then tries to like light the light light a fire under Wheeler, and it's like they got a scoring competition going. He on. is on the uh, on in the unemployment Uf, line yeah, for sure. UFA. Yeah, right on. Well, that's a great second wish for Santa Claus there, little Nikki Ehlers, and uh, a very uh, like yeah, just a uh, unselfish kind of wish. I like it so. Uh, What's what's number three on number the, three the here is actually Santa. it's 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 written by Adam Lowry yeah and he doesn't have a cute ne- nickname <laughs> <laughs> yeah but his uh, dad's nickname is Jungle Jungle I know that yeah Jungle yeah. Junior maybe he could be. yeah he'll be Jungle <laughs> Junior <laughs> um so he's just saying I want my best friends to get better and play mm. hockey with me yeah 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 so he's obviously referencing perot and cop and also all Little the other all, Kulikov all, yeah, all the other injured jets who else is out right now i mean geez the list is so long like it's it's unreal but so if you want to read between the lines here of adam lowry's wish he's basically saying i want our team to have better luck with injuries yeah and like in terms of you know santa claus the the Jets, they've been good boys this year. Um, so, you know, there's the naughty or nice list. And I, I'm going to have to go ahead and say the Jets have been nice. So it, I think it's time for a little karma from Santa to sort of just say, all right, boys, let's, uh, the you fellers who are hurt, you'll get better. And uh, let's just go the rest of the year without any more big injuries. Well, and if um, you think about it, like, you know, where we are now at Christmas, no one really expected the Jets to be where they are right now. And yeah. I, I guess pretty much you can call them Canada's best team. Definitely. Like, like I our, guess they're yeah. maybe neck and neck with Edmonton a little bit, but still, yeah. I think the Jets are, have been a little more consistent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you would think that just working hard and playing the system and, and, and sticking together, you know, that has to kind of earn you a nice little gift here from, from Santa Claus. So mm-hmm. He's got to hook the boys up. <laughs> Get the elves working on some magic uh, healing potion or whatever, and Santa can deliver that and spike the boys' drink on New Year's Eve with it. Well, no, wait, Santa, what am I talking about? <laughs> that's the baby in the diaper that's around on New Year's Eve. Santa's, he's overnight on Christmas Eve. So anyway, but whatever the case may be, however Santa works that arrangement out, you know, that'd be cool if he could uh, if he could help the team out in terms of the uh, sort of sick bay, as it were. Yeah. Um, right on. So, yeah, so Jungle Junior with yeah, a little, jungle, nice little wish yeah, there. Yeah, he, he just wants to play hockey with his best friends. Yeah, he, yeah. He, and who doesn't? Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of what it's all about, eh? You can't deny uh, Jungle Junior. Yeah, that's kind of what it's all about. So, yeah, there's two two more things left here on this right. list. What do, what do we got next? The fourth one is actually from Patty Line. Yeah. And he just says... Dear Santa, I want goals. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he just wants to light the lamp here a bit yeah. more. And I think if you read between the lines here, he wants the Jets' power play to catch fire. Right. Yeah. So traditionally, the Jets' uh, power play specialist this year is kind of—I mean—he's chipped in a few on the power play for sure, uh, including that beauty uh, that that helped Wheeler set the record for franchise leader in points, but. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, more or less, he's just kind of been doing it in all different ways this year, which is great. That's what you want to see. But you definitely want to see some more go in on the power play for him and get those goal numbers up a, a little bit. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's looking dangerous as ever usually, like lately, I mean. Um, kind of, you know, he's shooting the puck, he's passing the puck. He, he, it's hard, I think, for defenders and goalies to read what necessarily he's going to do. And that that might work to his benefit now, like to actually add that other kind of layer to his game. And then, you know, now like defenders or goalies are going to be thinking, is he going to pass or is he going to shoot? And, you know, maybe in the end that's going to translate to more goals. Yeah. Also, if the power play does catch fire, that basically means that, you know, Blake Wheeler's and or Mark Shifley's assistant assist totals are going to they'll probably are, go are up a little up bit yeah. because if they're going to be setting up uh Patty and his request for more goals <laughs> um yeah then yeah like you that you know what did Wheeler have two seasons in a row of of like close 90 points or close Nin- to 90 91 points? I believe it was yeah and you know a lot of that was in part to those, you know, finding Patrick Line across. Those apples on the PP, yeah. for sure. So just checking with our stats uh, people here. Uh, Shifley actually leads the team with PPGs right now. He's got six, and Patrick Line's got just eight. Or, sorry, three. Sorry, eight power play points. Um, but yeah, so um, it's something that, like, their power play has kind of been hit or miss. It looks real good in that six nothing thrashing of Minnesota, they had, uh, they had plenty of opportunities. Minnesota just couldn't stop going to the box there. And it was for dumb things like errant high sticks, like Dumba had one that was just like, get a hold of your stick buddy. Um, or like flipping the puck over the glass, delay a game, stupid stuff like that. And the jets were making him pay. But then, like, towards the end of the game, the power plays that the Jets had against Minnesota this past week there, there was, you know, you had Logan Shaw and uh, Harkins and Shore. Well, they didn't want to run up the score. Yeah, yeah. a little, uh, uh, you know, a little... Gamesmanship. Gamesmanship or uh, good sportsmanship or whatever you want to call it there. Um, But also giving the other guys a chance to go out and, you know, move the puck around, get some shots, get some more minutes, and just feel good about their game and stuff, so... Nothing wrong with that, but uh, definitely something you'd like to see the power play for the Jets get hot. It's um, it's not uh, what oh geez, I don't have the percent of it in front of me here, but like it's it's not been well, it, it's lower than it normally is. Yeah. Like usually they're running near the top of the league, and I think you know if you look towards the second you know or whatever we're at second half or after Christmas here. Um, if if Hellebuck stays hot and if the Jets power play ends up catching fire, then you know they're you know things are looking good definitely for 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 earning a spot uh, in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, you need your special teams to to be functioning and and you know they're they're um, what am I trying to say? Their uh, their penalty kill has been lately pretty good. They're also taking less penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of at the start of the year their their penalty kill was just terrible but uh they've definitely oh here it is so their power play is 18.2 percent 19th overall in the league and their penalty kill is actually 30th overall in the league at 73.9 but that's kind of just as i was starting to say there 
at the start of the season, they were running like 50%. But lately, in the last month and a bit or two, whatever it is. They've really improved they've, their they've, numbers. They've sharpened up quite a bit, yeah. So they're... Uh, you know they're they're looking better in that regard. So if the power play could get you know twenty five percent, one in four chances, you know that's that'd be right where you want it. I think. Well, yeah. If if they're like in the high teens, normally they're up like top five. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, mid, uh, somewhere up there. And obviously, if if you make a jump from where they are now to up there, then you know that you know the boys are going to be scoring with the man mm-hmm. advantage, and yeah. that'll uh, definitely equal more wins. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Patty Line. Oh, did you hear his quote today? So uh, today being Monday, December twenty third, A and the Jets are facing Montreal tonight, and Montreal, of course, has a couple of ex Jets on it with Sherratt uh, uh, and and Armia. But so they were asking him about Ben Sherratt and his return to Winnipeg or whatever, and Lionel's quote was like. Oh, we're just going to skate right around him. He's got heavy boots. <laughs> and then, you know, he clarified, you know, I'm joking, of course, yeah. or whatever, because he kind of has that weird sense of humor where, uh, where he hasn't, where he said things before, but then hasn't finished it with, I'm joking. Yeah. The you sar- know? sarcasm is something he's still uh, yeah, yeah. trying to translate into yeah. English. I like it though. And I think if you know that that's kind of his personality, then you can pick that up, but you know, sometimes the media makes a big stink out of it, but well, didn't he have like a similar comment, uh, after his goal in Minnesota saying like, did you see that? He's like, Oh yeah, it was a really good shot. There's no way he was going to miss. Yeah. 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 There's no way he's going to save it. And he's like, Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. But the way that he can say it so deadpan is just like, uh, yeah, he's a good, uh, yeah, the dry, this, what do you call him? Like a comedy duo. There's like the straight guy and the whatever. So yeah, he's kind of, he says the things with the, yeah, the, the deadpan, like, uh, just straight face or whatever. So yeah, anyway, so that should be a good game tonight, Montreal and, uh, and Winnipeg. So, uh, by the time you listen to this, you'll, uh, probably know the score. So, uh, we won't dwell on that, but yeah, nice little wish from Patty Line A there about more goals for him and the power play. And, uh, finally one last item on this dear Santa, uh, letter. And uh, what would that be? Yeah, it, it looks like it's it's from everybody. It's it's signed from everybody, mm-hmm. and it just says we want buff. <laughs> yeah. So, so clearly, they you know they've uh, you know the boys have rallied and put together a pretty good season here so far. Yeah. But you know they wouldn't uh, mind having their you know their good friend Dustin Bufflin join them back on the back end there yeah, and, for and, sure. and uh you know join them on the march to the playoffs yeah if that's even possible but exactly. basically they just want him I back. think it'll depend on his health and his ankle there um he's apparently rehabbing and skating and stuff now again or uh, or at least with uh, some sort of jet something like connection to yeah, I don't know where I if that was on 1290 or what yeah but, I heard that yeah. like last week maybe yeah, yeah. there's some uh you know, there's some, you know, I, I think a lot of the ordeal was kind of because there was no information leaked by the team or the player. Everybody's just making stuff up. Right. And I don't think there's necessarily any bad will between the team and player. I think it's just more about this whole contract thing and the PA getting involved because it'll set a precedent for that type of event. Right. So that's all legal schmeagle stuff that I could care less about, really. Yeah. I think the relationship 
is is fine with the team. But like again, that's just me speculating. I have no idea. But I think it'd be awesome if Buff could come back for uh, a little, you know, kind of a, a deadline acquisition, as it were, in some ways. You know, um, it would just to get the the big Buffalo back and let him roam. You know, and and like it would just be a huge force on the back end for the Jets. Like. That something that they're definitely la- definitely lacking, and and his presence could certainly boost the power play and help Patrick Liney's uh, wish come true. But definitely, and uh, you know, if you think of it, like they don't need him to play big minutes. Like you know, they're 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 holding their own with like the current decor. True, yeah. So if he was even like you know, it's not like he would need to do the twenty four or twenty seven or whatever. Yeah, he's the a crazy guy who'd often or, play thirty or yeah. whatever. So if you think about it. Uh, you know, g- give him minutes in kind of like a, you know, a limited role or yeah. like kind of a sheltered role. Yeah. Plus give him the PP minutes. Like, yeah. you know, I think I think the Jets could uh, almost have like a bit of a wild card coming into For the sure. second. If, if, you know, depending on when he could come back and, and yeah. you know, depending on, on you know, the his physical fitness and all that stuff. But um, I think Buffalo in, in, a, in a kind of a secondary role, like you don't need him to be top pairing playing yeah. big minutes. I think he, he could be set up to succeed yeah, he, in that. Yeah, he could slide in and, and come in a little fewer minutes than what he's played in the past. And yeah, you said it exactly right there. Yeah, just like give him a role that he can succeed in or whatever. And, and uh, yeah, good things will happen because who wouldn't want a guy like Dustin Bufflin on your team? You're, he's a, such a wild card and a big personality. And, uh, you know, a big part of his game is is having fun. And, you know, it seems like the Jets are having some fun this year. So Yeah, it really seems like they've really bonded and be, like, have become like a pretty solid group. Yeah. 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 So I think adding also like someone into the mix like that, that is just going to be all about playing hockey and, yeah. and, and going out there and having fun kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I think the, the fan base would, would lose our collective minds. Oh, the sec- know, like when, first game he's back. Yeah. yeah it's going to be yeah, crazy. So, so that's a great wish from the team there for uh big number 33 to come back and, and uh, make a return hopefully. So maybe, you know, we'll see in the new year what that brings, but you know, and either way, it's kind of like we said all season here, like, uh, we don't know anything. Nobody knows anything. So it'll happen when it happens or it won't, you know? And, uh, so we'll just kind of keep our ears peeled and, and tuned in for that. But so yeah, like I said, I, I will make sure I get this list in the mail. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll flatten it out and I'll put it in a new envelope and yeah, make yeah. sure I guess this, I'll throw some cookies in there. Oh yeah. And uh, one of these, uh, Sa- uh, paradise oat cream IPAs. I'll throw that yeah. in the mail. I'll, I'll, Santa I'll, loves his kilter brewing. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll make sure that uh, like a big guy in red gets that. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's the list here for the jets. Yeah. And, uh, come, uh, I guess up next here, what, what are we going to do? The... The Christmas birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did a quick little bit of research on um, some, uh, you know, this being a Christmas-themed episode. We thought, hey, who are some guys out there who are born on Christmas Day? Just like our pal. Uh, actually, no, sorry. I just learned very recently Jesus wasn't born on Christmas. Uh, don't ask me to explain this because okay. I spent my whole life believing it. But uh, apparently he's not actually born on Christmas Day. But these guys were, and top of the list, uh, 
is a certain Stuart Barnes. Uh, stew. I don't actually know if he's a Stuart. He might just be a plain old stew. I think he's just a stew. Yeah. Disco stew. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be turning 49 on uh, December 25th, just two days. So happy 49th, Stewie. This guy, he played 1,136 games in the NHL, and they weren't easy games that Stu played. He was a he was a grinder. He was a, a guy who got in the in the proverbial trenches and mixed it up. And he was a longtime Buffalo Sabre, but he did play for uh, your Winnipeg Jets. He Randy. did. I remember, yeah. uh, you know, boisterous yells of Stu <laughs> whenever he like did anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so according to uh, this isn't even hockey DB. This is uh, what is this? Hockeyreference.com. Uh, hockey DB's competition. Cause I, I, I certainly kind of remember Stu as a, a Buffalo Sabre, but his first two seasons in the league were spent, were, uh, uh, sorry, two and a half were spent with the Winnipeg Jets. So he broke into the league as a Jet. And then, um, and then, yeah, he, he was traded to Florida. It looks like. And then he went to Pittsburgh. And then he was in Buffalo, Dallas, and then I guess he retired in Dallas or after Dallas. But yeah, it's um yeah, he played so he played 102 games with the Jets. He scored 25 goals. And uh yeah, he was overall 16 years in the NHL, 1136 games. He had 597 points. So, you know, he's clocking in just under a half a point a game kind of thing. But uh, like I say, he was he was a mucker, a grinder, um, the kind of guy you, you need on your team to to play those hard minutes or whatever. And drafted fourth overall by the Jets in the '89 entry draft. Hmm, uh, interesting. On November 25th, the Jets traded him along with a sixth round selection um, to Florida for Randy Gillen. So oh. another local legend, Randy Gillen. Well, yeah. I guess no, actually Gillen I think was born in Germany, but I think he lives in Winnipeg now. But uh, okay. yeah, two two uh, well-known members of the first first uh, Jets 1.0, yeah. as it were. Yeah. So other other dudes who were born on Christmas Day, the guy with the next most games played is Jim Dowd. Um, from uh, where's Jimmy from? He is from Brick, New Jersey. That's a cool name for a town, Brick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, uh, Jim Dowd, he'll, he, well, he's right around Stu's age, a year older. So he, he'll be turning, uh, or sorry, two years older. He'll be turning 51 in a couple days here. And yeah, he was drafted 149th overall by the New Jersey Devils, his home, hometown team kind of thing. And, uh, so, uh, Dowd, he played, what he played, he played 728 games, 239 points. He was a center, um, so, you know, with numbers like that, you got to assume he was a checking center. I kind of remember him, like not hugely, but I, I remember some hockey cards with Jim yeah, Dowd he on was, there. He was your classic, you know, role player, like yeah. kind of the character guy. Yeah, well, he certainly spread it around the NHL, spread that character around. Most of his games were with the Minnesota North Stars. He spent four years and 283 games there. But uh, yeah, he had... 121 with the Devils, 
He also played for Edmonton, Vancouver, the New York Islanders for a grand total of three games, Calgary Flames, Montreal, Chicago, Colorado, and Philadelphia. Wow, so, quite the tour. Yeah, he he uh, he saw some scenery for sure. Um, got you know those postcards, uh, <laughs> mailed them out. Yeah. So who else we got on this uh, Christmas Day list? Oh, let's talk about Fred Saskamoose. He's also born on Christmas Day. 1933. So Freddie will be turning 86 uh, in a couple days. He's from the Sandy Lake Reserve in Saskatchewan. And the big, the big uh, sort of stat or whatever you like to call it about Freddie is he was the first Aboriginal to play in the NHL. And he played for the Chicago Blackhawks for 11 games back in 1953-54 as a 20-year-old. Um, but he did, he tore it up, uh, like in, in other pro leagues, you know, like, uh, that weren't the NHL. Cause back in those days, six team league and whatnot, there's only so many jobs, but, but, uh, he, I, I saw a thing about him on the, you know, like hometown hockey recently and, and, uh, yeah, it's, like he's still greatly involved in hockey and all this. And I mean, he's like, I just mentioned, he's pushing 86 or whatever, but. You well, know, a, still a, going. A quick little stat here from uh, Fred, from our good folks here at Wikipedia, is he actually learned to play ice hockey at a residential school in Duck Lake, Saskatchewan, hmm. and he was one of eleven kids. Um, uh, well, hold on a sec. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> Wikipedia not yeah. making sense. Yeah, he's well, where, where only five uh, su- survived childhood due to smallpox. Oh, okay, so he was the eleven kids in his family, but five of his siblings died. I or guess six, so. of, six yeah. of his siblings died. In five, wow. Yeah. And that, isn't that something? Jesus Christ. He was selected most valuable player in the Junior Western Canadian Hockey League yeah. for playing uh, after playing with the Moose Jaw Canucks. Scored thirty-one goals in thirty-four games. Uh, he made his NHL de- debut for the Chicago Blackhawks, and he got to do that at Maple Leaf Gardens. Oh, nice. February yeah. 27th, 1954. Those old rinks were awesome. So uh, recently, we've had some great listener feedback, and keep it coming, but one of the listener feedbacks I got recently was an old clip. For, this was sent in from Chicago Matt, our old buddy uh, listener Matt in Chicago. And, and he, he sent a clip of an old game at the Forum Montreal Forum, and it's basically like the old benches. There was no glass separating the bench from the stands. Like, if you were, like, sitting in the front row of the stands, you were in the bench. Like, yeah. you're sitting in the bench. Okay, so the the, po- the post office is about to close here, Tommy. Yeah, we've got to so get this letter in the we mail. we got to get this letter in the mail. So if cool, you just cool. do a quick little rundown of, of the top guys who are war number 25 here. For sure. And Oops. we're going to run right into our, our closing song here. Okay, so guys who wore number 25, Jacques Lemaire, Joe Neuendyke. Dave Andrichuk, Thomas Steen of your Winnipeg Jets, Kevin Stevens, Vinny Dampus, Randy Carlisle, Keith Primo, my favorite, Orland Kurtenbach, <laughs> and Chris Pronger. Okay, there, there's the whistle right on the frickin' second. Nailed it. Okay, so this was our special pre-Christmas episode of Talking Hockey. Yeah, hope uh, you enjoyed it. Uh, let's go out on a tune. It's being played right now. Oh, yeah. So the, uh, this song is called Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight by one of the original punk bands, the Ramones. Tommy, yeah. Merry Christmas. What? Merry Christmas to you. We'll we see go- you again soon. We'll see you soon. Uh, we got some special Talking Hockey World Junior stuff coming up here over the break.
enjoy your Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Cheers. My friends? Yes, your friends! What about your friends? I don't have any friends! You're right! You're You're right! You're right! Because you don't know how to make friends! Merry Christmas, I don't want you back tonight with...